from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. From America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. And good morning, everybody. I have just been sitting here monitoring the live chat, both on Rumble and YouTube. And I got to say, what a great group of people. Um, Lance says uh, he's from Michigan and hopes to meet me in Muskegon. That is, if he can get out of work. Uh, Yes, I I wish I could have given you guys the dates of this next leg of the Save America Tour a little bit sooner. But uh, I do have the dates now and uh, the times and everything. So I'll make sure that I get that up on the website. But yeah, I'm just sitting here and I'm looking through the live chats, both on Rumble and on YouTube. And I got to say, man, you guys... You guys are truly incredible. You are truly incredible people. Some of the things that you guys, uh, some of the things that you guys say, some of the things that you guys, uh, you know, do for not only me but for the entire life from America community. Um, you know, so many friendships have been made. So many lifelong uh, friendships, lifelong relationships have been made right here because of this broadcast. So, I mean, we just got to thank God Almighty that we have each other. Thank you so very much for joining in for your first hour today from live, uh, of Live from America, from the New Hampshire Live Free or Die Granite States. It is, hmm, July, no, June 9th, excuse me, year of our Lord, 2021, and I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. And for all of those out there who don't like the show, who don't like the message, and who don't like what we stand for here, we would like to say, God bless you, and we will pray for you. Okay, because um, we're all about moving forward. We're all about action, action, action. And nobody, especially not people who want to see harm done to us, will ever stop us when we have the armor of God and God himself right by our side. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're about ready to take life from America to a new height. And all of those people who hated this, uh, back when we used to do backyard broadcasts, all the way till now, are either going to have to jump on board or finally just give up and get out of the way. So, let me do some live uh, shout-outs. I'm going to go to Rumble first. We've got people from California watching. Suzanne from Georgia is watching. we got a rally in New Hampshire this Friday for statewide audit. Yes, uh, un- unfortunately, I'll be leaving Friday right after the show. Um, but I- I'm very aware, and I'm so happy that everybody here is doing that. We've got um, Sally from Yuma, Arizona is watching on Rumble. Rosie Fenton says, did you see Graham Allen's campaign ad? Yes, I did. I'm very excited about Graham Allen, and I just pray to God that he gets in there and uh, helps out uh, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, good morning, Jeremy and fellow Patriots. Jersey here. So looking forward to this morning's show and news. I got a good show for you lined up, so uh, hang in there, get your coffee, strap yourselves in, and we'll get going here soon. Um, we've got, uh, <clears throat> let's see, Elaine is in the house from the Sunshine State. Becky says, Facebook delete some of my saved videos. I've actually heard that Facebook has been on a tear lately, literally banning everybody. They were even banning the Francis Scott Key video 
video that you guys were sharing on Memorial Day, which is 100% true. Okay, now if there was one iota of, of, of a statement that was made in there that might be a little bit different than, than, than the truth, like there was five guys rather than four guys, that's how, fake, that's how Facebook gets rid of patriotism and that's how Facebook gets rid of uh, you know any kind of movement moving forward when it comes to uh, being against their agenda. Um, let's see, who, do, who else do we have in here? We have Lynn Meadows from Reno, Nevada. And a shout out to all the Missourians because we got a lot of people from Missouri who watch the show. I want to shoot over to YouTube real quick. Say hi to Carrie Quinn. Good to see you. Alex Figuerero. How you doing? Good to see you, man. Robert Start, um, Robert Sterrett says Biden is about to make his first trip overseas since moving into the White House. Okay, great. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we've got Terry Tenney from New York City. You know, New York City we don't talk about a lot anymore, but uh, we should. We should be talking a lot about New York City because there's a lot going on there. Steve Crow on YouTube says deleted Facebook. Good. Good for you, sir. Um, and like I said yesterday, I applaud the people who leave and I applaud the people who stay. The people who stay are freedom fighters for us. And the people who leave just said, you know what, I've had enough. I'm going to take my attention elsewhere. And both are both are commendable. Uh, Chris Uselton says, Jeremy, you're the truth, brother. Shout me out, Chris from Nashville. Well, there you go, brother. Thank you very much. You're the truth, too, and that's why you are here. Pam Steckman says, shout out back at you from Missouri. And Kevin Gallagher says, Biden going to the U.K., Shocker. <laughs> yep, you are correct. Um, folks, I'd also like to say, um, uh, we're going to say a prayer this morning. And this was sent to me by a friend of mine on Instagram by the name of Rockin' Rev Dean. Go look for Rockin' underscore Rev underscore Dean on Instagram. Great guy. Always sending uh, you know, inspiring, positive messages to me. And I just want to thank uh, Rockin' Rev Dean, who's listening and watching right now. But he sent this this morning. Please pray for President Trump to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, prayer warriors, please agree with me that this bold prayer will be fulfilled and will manifest in the natural. Join me at the altar. It's time to pray. And then he put uh, the prayer hands. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to his message to me. And we're actually going to pray his prayer over and for Donald Trump. So let's get ready to do that now, folks. Just want to... Oh, of course. Of course his prayer won't come up now. Well, anyway, we're going to say a prayer for Donald Trump and we're going to and we're going to say a prayer for everything that he's going through uh, real quick. Lord Lord uh, God in heaven, please, as President Trump makes this long walk towards the White House again, Lord, let him be covered in the armor of God as as uh, the demons and the evil people of this world come out against him in droves, much more than they ever have before. Lord, let us stand side by side with President Trump as he tries to truly rid this world, rid this country, rid our cities and our schools from these evil, evil, evil people that are trying to do us harm, trying to do our children harm, and Lord, trying to do this country harm. We know that this country was blessed as it was based on a Judeo-Christian background and values, and Lord, we ask that you find us, um, find us all in the wilderness who are looking for you and, and, and bring us back to the flock, bring us all together, bring this country back to being united. And, uh, Lord, we just pray this over president Trump in Jesus name. Amen. So thank you, uh, rockin' Rev Dean. I appreciate you reaching out to me all the time and giving me a little bit of inspiration and a little bit of hope as we try to wade our way through this muddy water that we live in called the swamp. Um, I'd also like to ask for prayers, folks. For uh, my, one of my best friends, 
Um, I'm lucky enough to have two lifelong best friends. Well, one of my best friends, his, uh, him and his wife um, caught the Fauci virus, okay? And uh, he's doing just fine. Unfortunately, she got bronchitis with it, so she did have to be admitted to the hospital. But I talked to her this morning, and uh, she's, she's plowing right through it plowing right through it so when i called him last night i was making up a song before i called him back actually a parody to a song that we all know and i wasn't going to sing it to him until i found out that they were okay because i didn't want to make light of the situation that they were sick and ill <laughs> and then i started thinking you guys remember that old song from garth brooks i got friends in low places uh i got friends in low places well i was thinking to myself about my friends last night and I was trying to make light of the fact and make a, you know, just trying to be happy and smiling about the whole thing. And I go, I go, well, I got friends with COVID cases and they're double masking on all of their faces. <laughs> so I thought about it last night and I go, you know what? When I go into the studio to uh, record the new song Armor of God, I might just record a parody of I Got Friends in Low fa- uh, Places. Um, with a song that says, I got friends with COVID cases, all based around how everybody survived. <laughs> so, <laughs> and how it wasn't a problem for any one of them. <laughs> so, gotta make some, you gotta, gotta make light of the facts sometimes, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I got friends with COVID cases. <laughs> Woo! Oh, they took some therapeutics. Uh, and got it all taken care of. Anyway, moving on. Um, I'd also like to thank Tommy, uh, Tommy Spar for the package that you sent me. I got it this morning and I opened it up and, uh, I absolutely loved it. So thank you, Tommy, for the package and thank all of you guys who are monthly donors or even one-time donors here and there. It really helps the growth of the show and I appreciate it. And just before we get our attention on the Lord, I want to remind all of you who are watching, we've got about 5,000 people watching right now already in the first 10 minutes. I want to remind you all that I leave on vacation after Friday afternoon's show and I will be gone all the next week until the following weekend. So I very much apologize apologize for those who won't be able to uh, uh, fulfill their days with their two times uh, live from America two times every day. So having said that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go right to the Lord. This is the time where we take our deep breath. We take our deep breath. We release all of our stress. We release all of our anger. We release all of our issues and all our anxieties. And we focus fully at the foot of the cross. We focus for what Jesus did for us. We focus for the, God, the opportunity that God has given to every one of us, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we go to the verse of the day here on Live from America. Okay? And um, the verse of the day today comes from Joshua 1, 6 through 8. Folks, the reason why I picked this verse today, Joshua 1 through 8, um, was because there's a lot of similarities between President Trump and Moses. Now, I'm not comparing President Trump to Moses on a scale of what they went through for the people that they liberated, okay? Not in any way, shape, or form. What I'm doing is I am, I am comparing what President Trump left and what Moses left when Moses died, okay? So let me read the verse t- of the day to you first, and then we'll go on with and read what I wrote, all right? So if you have not, by the way, uh, if you have not Sign up for the newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter on jeremyherald.com. Okay, here we go. 
Joshua 1, 6-8 says, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything that you do. And there's a couple things in there that I really want to point out. It starts out, be strong and courageous. And it even says, halfway down through the verse, be strong and very courageous. And be very careful not to deviate and go too far to the right or to the left. Pretty incredible, right? All right, this is what I wrote. This verse rang bells with me this morning, and I will tell you why. This verse is the Lord speaking to Joshua. Moses had just died, and the leadership role of leading the Israelites to the promised land was now given to Joshua. Imagine the fear. Imagine the anxiety of taking over the leadership role after people had just been wandering for 40 years. Now, the only man that they had to look up to for guidance was gone. And they, as a collective, had to continue the work. What they didn't understand was that the best was yet to come. They had to take what Moses had taught them and put it to good use. They had to now have more faith than ever before. The man who freed them from slavery opened their eyes to what they could have and led them away from the chains was now gone. And they are told to now be strong and courageous and not deviate from the instructions given to them while Moses was alive. But they had a blueprint to follow, and all they had to do was follow it. Not to turn too much to the left, not to turn too much to the right, but stay the course with faith, strength, and courage. If they could do that with their new blueprint that was left for them, they would be successful and no enemy formed against them would ever prosper. Sound familiar, ladies and gentlemen? Think of President Trump put in place to open our eyes, put in place to free us from the silent slavery that our dirty elected politicians had us in for decades and we didn't even realize it. He led us to greatness again, where we were creating peace in the Middle East and becoming the best country on the planet once again. Then he left. He left us with a blueprint. He left us with instructions and he left us with a bold statement, which was, quote, the best is yet to come. If we stay the course, if we have courage, if we have faith, and if we show strength and work together to achieve success while we wait for his return, then we will succeed. The parallels of these two stories go to show you that history repeats itself. And the question is, what will we do with that knowledge? Folks, will we succeed and will we be able to come back bigger, better, stronger, and more focused than ever to truly bring this country back together and reunite? Folks, the similarities between President Trump and Moses as they left the people that they freed and swore that the best would be yet to come is uncanny. And that is the verse of the day today, which leads me right into the Lord's Prayer. So if you know it, please say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Let all of heaven rejoice that you are showing 
love and compassion to your creator who gave you life and shows you grace and mercy. If you don't know it, if you get mumbled up or if you're in a place where you just don't feel comfortable saying it out loud, then just go ahead and say it inside as you listen to it on the podcast or as you're watching it on the show so that the spirit can hear it. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Victoria says that's pretty interesting. And um, on Rumble, W.L. Higgins says, Love you, Jeremy, for all of your hard work and bringing us together. Thank you from Western New York. Well, I am a, I am a tool uh, used by God in order to do this. So let's give all glory to God and uh, let's move on. Before we start, please like this video on YouTube, rumble it on Rumble, and both of you copy the link and share it out. If you're watching on an app, you can share it right from your app, right to your other social media accounts pretty easily. And are you ready? I'm ready. Rumble's ready. YouTube's ready. The podcast is ready. Let's get ready to rumble. The first and foremost section of today, ladies and gentlemen, goes back to something that I talked about yesterday. And that is how multiple states are gearing up for their own forensic audit of the 2020 debacle that we called the election. We are day by day revealing the steel. Hashtag reveal the steel. Now yesterday I spoke about North Carolina. Now we won North Carolina. That doesn't mean that there wasn't a bunch of nefarious action that happened in North Carolina. And like I've been saying, like moms always tell us, like dads always tell us, ladies and gentlemen, they say, we might not find out today, so you better tell us, but we will find out. If you don't tell us, we will find out. We might not find out today. We might not find out tomorrow. We might not find out in a year from now. But when we find out, you're in big trouble. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are now finding out a lot, a lot about what happened with this last year with this uh, with the Fauci virus and a lot about what happened in the 2020 debacle, which we call the big steal. We now know that the Board of Elections in North Carolina voted and approved ballots to be changed and backdated up to nine days after the election. So that means nine days. We're talking about, at this point, November 12th, 2020. Nine days backlogging and changing, not only changing, but backlogging them to November 3rd, to make it look like they were there on November 3rd. We now know that that happened. We now have a record of the Board of Elections doing this very thing. But the simple fact, we don't even have to go that far. The fact that they joined in with Pennsylvania, Michigan, and others to accept these ballots nine days after the election is illegal. YouTube, you can try to shut this down all you want, but the fact of the matter is, what I'm saying is not false. It is true. North Carolina accepted ballots up to nine days after the election, which was not legal, and which was not legally changed in order to do so. That's a problem. So even though 
President Trump won North Carolina, they are now setting the building blocks for a forensic audit right then and there. Because even all the way up to um, you know days after the election and, and the election day, it was saying that 100% of the votes were in. But we now know that even up till today, they are still saying that only 95% of the votes came in. Even though they called it 100% of the votes. The same thing happened in all these other states. I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not telling you anything new. What I'm telling you is that even states that Trump won, they are going to be doing this Arizona-style forensic audit in because they believe he actually won by a lot bigger in those states that he won than is on record. And if that's the case, folks, you're going to find out that you're going to see probably 90 million votes when it's all said and done for one candidate and probably about 40 or 50 for the other. And that should put a smile on your face. And that's why I picked it to be the first and foremost section of today. And here's the greatest thing about North Carolina. Okay? The, the people that are doing this building blocks in order to get this forensic audit done, they are saying that North Carolina was... Uh, the left and whoever was doing it in all these other states had attempted, they were attempting to do in North Carolina what ended up happening in Pennsylvania, Michigan, North Carolina, Arizona, and the others. They were attempting to do that, but it failed because they could not overcome the massive lead that Mr. Trump had. They tried and they got close, but they could not overcome it, no matter how much they tried. They were just able to overcome it in these other larger states. So the, the same thing that happened in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, was supposed to happen in North Carolina, but they could not overcome the, the, the massive, massive difference between the two candidates. So, so North Carolina is a perfect example of tried but failed. That's big. That's massive. And if they can uncover that in North Carolina, you're going to see it in so many other states. We now have over 6,000 people watching live from America, and I want to thank all of you who liked, rumbled, and shared to get your friends to watch. Now we're going to move on to the first Dumb Dumb Award of the day. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I actually remembered my Dumb Dumbs. So go ahead, let's cue that music. Who do you think is going to get the first and the most important dumb dumb award of the day on Live from America. Go ahead. Well, as you can see, the way I threw it, it went into the swamp donkey bucket. So it must be Hunter Biden. That's right, folks. Hunter Biden, probably, probably not one of, probably the biggest piece of trash on planet Earth who walks around with zero morals and even less brains, but who is constantly protected by the big guy and the CCP, because he is their patsy. He has always been their patsy, and he always will be. So he's protected by the big guy, and he's protected by the CCP. Okay? Hunter Biden had more text messages come out yesterday that revealed him caught red-handed using racial slurs like the N-word multiple, multiple times. So, for those who are watching on Rumble... You will be able to see the screen transition, and for those who are watching on YouTube, you will not. 
But let's go through these. Hunter Biden repeatedly used the N-word in text messages to his white $835 per hour lawyer. This is how the Biden family rolls. Joe Biden in public decrees Joe Biden in public decrees racism while his own son is out there using the N-word. Hunter Biden joked about a quote big penis in January 2019 text messages to his lawyer George um, Messiers obtained by the Daily Mail. So we're just going to scroll down here for those who are watching on uh, Rumble so we can say I can show you these text messages. There we go. I'm going to read them for the people that are on YouTube just in case you did not see these text messages. Okay? First says, there is zero coverage or pickup of the story. They spent a S-word ton of resources on it to for a year. Wow, thank you, Michael Cohen, with a middle finger. Oh, and you too. How much money do I owe you? This is Hunter saying, oh, you too, how much money do I owe you? And then Hunter says, because, N-word, you better not be charging me Hennessy rates. The lawyer says, that made me snarf my coffee. Hunter wrote, I just made that phrase up, by the way. Ooh, aren't you so smart, Hunter? I should have had your lineage. The lawyer says, clever son of a gun. Hunter Biden says, it's wasted on you. And the lawyer says, apparently you do. Then Hunter says, that's why I'm saying, N-word. And then the lawyer says, my girlfriend sent me a holiday card. Okay? The lawyer then says, God loves unconditionally. Bo loves you unconditionally. Children are too young to understand what it means, but you will show them. What is he talking about? He then goes on to say, there are, ide there are ideals of unconditional love that serve as proxies. I don't have many. You, God. Hunter Biden wrote, oh my God, N-word. Did you just... Did you just a fictional character from the imagination of the collection frightened? And my dead brother's unconditional love is what I should rely on? And my kids aren't children, George? This guy sounds like he is cracked out. Like he, does, he can't, doesn't even know what he's saying. All right? Then the lawyer says, my parents' love was unconditioned. And then Hunter Biden says, my penis, as of late, has been unconditional. And anyway, it goes on, it goes on, and then... Hunter Biden says, and I only love you because you're black. Which is weird because the guy he's talking to is white. And then the lawyer says, it's so annoying when you interject frivolity. Frivolity. And then he says, true that, N-word, but I'm done my rant. Anyway, long story short, it goes on and on and on. But here we go again. One set of rules for you, another set of rules for the elite and the people protected by the CCP. And the big guy, okay? Like I said, Hunter might be one of the most biggest pieces of trash on this earth. It's not my job to judge him eternally, but I can judge him right here in the flesh. I can judge the by, by what I saw on that laptop. I can judge from the pictures that I saw, from the emails that I saw. I can judge from the money that he was given uh, illegally. I can judge by the Ukraine thing. And I can judge his father who produced that trash and who used that child all the way up through he was an adult as till he was an adult as a proxy as a patsy and joe biden being the big guy hunter biden the more we find out about him gets more disgusting and more disgusting to think about 
from the pedophilia, through the laptop, through everything else that this man has done, it goes to show you how bad people are in this world, how evil people can get in this world, and how much evil is actually out there. Denise on Rumble says, he sounds like he's not in his right mind. Exactly. Heidi on YouTube says, crack kills, Hunter. That's exactly right. Lauren on Rumble says, crack slash meth rantings, 100%. And Janie uh, Cavender says, President Abraham Lincoln was a Republican, as was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. She must be talking to somebody else on there, but she's 100% right. But this guy, man, he never ceases to shock me or amaze me anymore. I and mean, this guy is just, he is out of his mind. And, and the fact that the, that, that the Washington Post and so many others, and the New York Times, CNN, all the way up through the White House, the DOJ, the FBI, have protected this man, yet they went after people like Don Jr. and things like that. Come on, man. Brian Stelter said some bad things about Don Jr. in 2017, and they weren't even... They weren't even a slip, not even one as bad as what this guy's getting caught doing. Stacy on Rumble says, crack is whack. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out for people who didn't see it. I'm sure you all seen it anyway because of, you know, social media and everything. But in case you hadn't seen it, I wanted to read those to you so you could see how disgusting this guy is. Now, something else you guys might have seen, you know, I have to catch up on things that happened last night before I do other, you know, news that you probably haven't heard. President Emmanuel Macron of France ran over to some crowd members who were standing there apparently cheering him on yesterday and ended up getting smacked in the face, literally smacked right across the face by somebody he was talking to in the crowd. President Macron was immediately pulled away, and this guy was subdued, pulled down, and then who knows what happened to him, and then President Macron continued on to talk to people. Now, should this have happened? I'm not going to be an advocate for violence. I'm just not. I'm not going to say it should have happened or it shouldn't have happened. What I am going to say is, what do you expect to happen? When you lock down your entire country, when you destroy your country economically by putting them in a position where they are 130% of GDP, no country in the history of this world has ever came back financially from being 130% of their GDP. No country in the world. And France is going to be the next Greece. Actually, they're worse than Greece. France is in a position right now that is much worse than Greece was at this time. Remember when the, the, uh, Greece collapsed a few years back? It's going to be worse in France. So what do you expect when you lock down everybody, you muzzle everybody, you destroy everybody's future, you destroy everybody's job, you become more of a socialist country, even close to communist, okay? What do you expect is going to happen? So I'm going to show the people um, the footage that I do have of Macron getting slapped. Here you go. Here he is right here. Here's the guy that's going to smack him right here. Watch. Whack. He got him pretty good. He did get him pretty good. A lot worse than I actually thought the first time I saw it. But here's Macron right here. They pulled him away and now they pulled him back. Meanwhile, this guy's getting handled over here in the corner. Okay? So let's go back to the smack. Here we go. There's Macron. Here's the guy. Woo! You hear that? Got him pretty good. So again, I'm going to say this. I'm not advocating for violence. Um, do I think that some people deserve what they get sometimes? Yeah. 
yeah, I've deserved to get smacked many times in my life. And any and any time that I did get smacked or get into a fight and got my butt whooped, I probably deserved it. But again, I'm not going to sit here and say it should have or shouldn't have happened. What I'm going to say is, what do you expect to happen? And I don't feel bad for it either. He's obviously fine. It was just a light little love tap. Although, although when you the, the very first time I saw it, it was it was a, from Disclosed TV, and it was very close up, and it didn't look that bad. Okay, but then when you pull it back and see it from the other camera point of view, which is about ten feet away, and you hear that smack, he got him pretty good. He did hit like a girl, but he still get for for smacking a president. He got him pretty good. And I'm not going to fault the guy because exactly what I just said. What do you expect to happen? When do you expect people to finally say enough is enough? When do you think a revolt should happen when you continue to destroy people's lives, hope, and futures? How dare you? I need a how dare you button. Anybody out there who's making these buttons and sending them to me, send me a Greta Thunberg. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) I would use that button all the time. How dare you do this to me? All right, folks. um, (laughs) In other news, (laughs) this is terrible. This is terrible. Are you ready for this? Alyssa Milano. I won't spend too much time on this. Alyssa Milano. You guys might know her from the TV days of Who's the Boss, right? With Tony Danza. When she was a little girl, cute little girl. Grew up, then she was on the show Charmed, which every girl in the world loved, and every guy loved too, because they had a crush on all the girls. It was a, it was a genius move on the TV station's part. And then she grew up even further to become a far-left, swamp donkey, crazy person. It's just what she is. She has no rationale and no original thought of her own. She just spews and regurgitates leftover Nancy Pelosi and AOC uh, statements and CNN, stuff she sees on CNN. But you better be careful, folks, because Alyssa Milano has just put out a statement where she said she is considering running for the United States Congress. And my response to that is, Does anybody think that this woman has a chance in H-E double hockey sticks to win a Congress seat? And if she just so happened to move somewhere where she might win a popularity contest, (laughs) does anybody think she's going to be any better than AOC? Matter of fact, I wonder, I wonder, who would be a better congresswoman? AOC or Alyssa Milano. The two of them might as well get an apartment together, get a film crew, and film Dumb and Dumber, t- uh, I mean, not Dumb and Dumber, Step- Stepsisters, as a, as a spinoff to Step Brothers. That's what they should do. They should, they should just get a TV crew, have a reality TV show, you know, <laughs> called The Two Nutbags, The Two Nut Jobs. I actually hope she runs. I do. I would love to see her debate somebody who actually understands how governing works, and they would just make her look so incredibly ridiculous in the debate stage. So here's to uh, here's to Alyssa Milano running 
for Congress. I'll say the same thing that they said about President Trump when he said he was running. Please do. Please run. As somebody who desperately doesn't want you to run and win, I would love to watch what happens to you on a debate stage. <laughs> hmm. Somebody on uh, Rumble says, Jeremy, I love when you jiggle. Yeah, that's what happens when, when you're a little heavy and you, and you laugh. But I have been losing quite a bit of weight, so, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, we're going to follow it up, folks, with the Smarty Award of the day today. Now, there's a lot of people that we could give the Smarty Award to, but I'm just going to go ahead and cue that drum roll. The Smarty Award today on Live from America, June 9th, goes to... It's going to go to the Attorney General of Ohio, Dave Yost, because Dave Yost actually decided he was going to take a page out of not Clarence Thomas's book, but Clarence Thomas's op-ed that he wrote just a week or so ago about big tech and how big tech is constantly, every day, destroying our civil liberties and violating our civil rights every single day. Clarence Thomas was 100% right when he wrote this piece, when he put this op-ed out, and the Attorney General from Ohio, O-H-I-O, one of my favorite places. We got a lot of watches, a lot of viewers and listeners from Ohio. You guys have a great attorney general there because he has picked up and ran with that piece that Clarence Thomas wrote about big tech being out of control and trampling our civil rights every day. So, your attorney general in Ohio has now filed a lawsuit and asked the courts to legally declare that Google and other major big tech companies that we all rely on, a public utility company. That would be a game changer, folks, because no longer would Section 230 really matter. No longer would they be able to do to you what they've been doing to you for the last five years, which is control your speech, control your searches, control your thoughts, and literally corral you into an idea that you never had to begin with. That is what they're doing. It's called social engineering. We actually learn about it when you go to and work for any prominent IT company or anything like that, or, or any company these days, you learn about cyber attacks. And they do a lot of social engineering in order to get their way into companies to attack them using the web. Well, it's the same thing that these guys are doing to us. They're socially engineering us in reality. So, Attorney General Dave Yost, you get the Smarty Award of the Day for in Ohio for filing a lawsuit to get the courts to label big tech companies as utility companies. Then, ladies and gentlemen, they would fall under the power of the Constitution and you would no longer be able to silence us. Will he win this? Probably not. But you know what you do? You lose 100% of the chances you don't take and my hat goes off to the Attorney General of Ohio. God bless you, and God bless the people of O-H-I-O. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the part that might get us banned, not on Rumble, but on the other place. And we got quite a bit of people watching over there. We've got about 600 people watching over there. So if we do get banned, I apologize. I want to show you guys how disgustingly ridiculous that swamp rat, master swamp rat, Tony Fauci is. First of all, he has thought from the very beginning that this is nothing but one big game. And when you treat this as one big game where you flip-flop as much as Tony uh, Ratface Fauci has, then it, it begs the question, were you the culprit of all of this and then the hero as well? Were you the one that actually put this out there to the world and then wanted to play the hero? This is how sick and disgusting this is. 
This guy is. On page 1,408 of his leaked emails, that is, again, 1,408, page 1408, Dr. Fauci, this is what this says. I'm not calling him that because I will not give him that title. Tony Fauci had a March Madness bracket for viruses that are the most dangerous. He literally put together a bracket. You don't believe me? I'm going to show it to all those who are watching live on Rumble right now. For those who are watching on YouTube, I apologize. You can go back and watch the Rumble version of this later. But here you go, folks. This was found on page 1408. And it shows a March Madness bracket style like you would make for, for basketball, but using viruses. So he's using measles, herpes, um, chicken pox, SARS, MERS, Ebola, polio, Zika, West Nile, and H1N1, and a few other ones, influenza, and a few other ones. And he's got a bracket of who would win out of these two. So the first two that go up against each other are coronavirus and Norwalk. Norwalk, okay? Coronavirus was to win. Then SARS and MERS go up against each other, and MERS wins. So now, so now Fauci virus and MERS have to go against each other, in which the Fauci virus wins, okay? On the other side, it's got uh, influenza H1N1 going up against, I don't know, um, some kind of measles or pox or something. Influenza wins. Then influenza goes up against West Nile that, that beat the rabies. And it goes up against each other. And then influenza wins. Long story short, the bracket goes all the way to the bottom or all the way to the middle. And guess who is the baddest from each side? The Fauci virus on one side and Ebola on the left. And the champion is the Fauci virus. So not only is this fear-mongering, but it's game-playing. This guy is literally playing games with the lives of 600,000 Americans and over 3 million people worldwide. This is disgusting. That is why there's a big attempt to fire this guy. That is why nobody believes this guy. That is why nobody respects this guy. That is why nobody is listening to this guy anymore. And it's exactly why he's getting thrown under the bus. But that's not enough. This guy needs to be prosecuted for what he did. This kind of game playing, this kind of ridiculousness that I just showed you, like, who sits around and does that? Who sits around and does that? Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. It's sick. It's twisted. And that is how the elite think. They're sick and they're twisted. Now, speaking of the Fauci virus, the Cleveland Clinic Study. If you don't know who they are, look them up. The Cleveland Clinic just did a study of 52,238 employees. Shows... That unvaxxed people who have had the Fauci virus have... No, listen to what I said. Unvaxxed people who have had the Fauci virus have no difference in reinfection, in a reinfection rate, than people who have had the Fauci virus and who have got vaxxed. Oh, no, excuse me. Let me reread that. I, I messed up a little bit. Let me reread that. You know, for YouTube's sake. <laughs> Shows that unvaxxed people who have had the Fauci virus, have no difference in a reinfection rate than people who have not had the Fauci virus, but have been vaxxed. Okay? The recovered patients who survived, by the way, which is almost 100%, are likely to be better off defending themselves against the variants than people who have not been vaxxed but have gotten the Fauci virus. 
Think about that. So basically what that's saying is, if you've gotten it, but you chose not to get the jab, you're probably better off fighting against variants than those who didn't get it, but decided to get the jab. And that is a study done by the Cleveland Clinic just the other day. Okay? Pretty incredible, isn't it? Pretty incredible, isn't it? Like I said, house of cards falling down. And my friends who got it right now, I got friends with COVID cases. They're going to be good. His wife was actually like, maybe we should take it. Maybe we should take it. He's like, why? You got it. You're beating it. Don't put more in your body. You're good. So just, if you want to read more on that, go and look up the Cleveland Clinic study. It just was done and it's amazing. All right. We've got a second dumb, dumb award to give away. So let's go ahead and cue that music. Dumb Dumb Award number two. Come on. Hey, where'd you go? Where'd you go? There it is. And that's going to go to the Swamp Donkey Bucket as well because, and I apologize for those who cannot watch this, but let me play the video and you will be able to hear this on YouTube. This was last night on the Laura Ingle, uh, Laura Ingram uh, Angle Show and it's going to show you Eric Fartwell's lawyer Congressman Eric Swalwell filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump claiming that he incited the Capitol riot on Jan 6th. Also named in the suit is my next guest, Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks, who Swalwell says has been MIA for months. Now, Swalwell even hired a private investigator to find him. Now, this week it came to a head when Congressman Brooks' wife, Martha, was accosted. Now, look at this video. Congressman's uh, wife pulls into their garage. Seconds later, a car speeds up the driveway. A man jumps out and runs into that same garage, attached, by the way, to their private home. The man was in there for about 15 seconds until Brooks' wife chased him out. We now know what that man was there for. He was a process server. Joining me now, Congressman Mo Brooks. Congressman, um, your message tonight to Eric Swalwell. He wanted to serve you and your wife, or you, and your wife accepted, I guess, on your behalf. Um, but they'll say that's just what an aggressive process server does. Well, I'm a little bit baffled by Eric Swalwell's conduct in a variety of respects. First and foremost, this is a frivolous, politically motivated lawsuit. There is no liability on the part of myself or President Trump, although I proudly stand with President Trump as we defend uh, this frivolous litigation. But second, for three months, two months, since the lawsuit was filed back in March, Eric Swalwell has gotten notice of when we're going to go vote, roughly 100 different times. He could have had me served as I'm walking to or from the Capitol, the House floor where I vote, and my House office building. But he chose not to. Exactly. Instead, the Swalwell team chose to hire a process server that would chase my wife down as she's coming home from church, keeping in mind that she's a grandmother with 10 grandchildren. There could have been some of those grandchildren in the car with her when this transpired, and then illegally entered my home. Now, in Alabama, this is a criminal offense. It's a... Uh, trespass in the first degree, and it carries a penalty up to one year and a $6,000 fine. So they did it entirely the wrong way. Eric Swalwell. There you go, folks. I'll read it to you. In state of Alabama, Code of Alabama 1975, a person is guilty of criminal trespass in the first degree if he knowingly enters or remains unlawfully in a dwelling, and B, criminal trespass is the first degree Class A misdemeanor. Folks, let me break this down for you. Eric Fartwell, 
and the rest of these dumb, dumb swamp donkeys are actually, they just can't leave President Trump alone. Orange man bad. He's so bad, in fact, that they can't beat him in the impeachments. They can't beat him with the fake Russian folk hoax. They're trying to now shift some kind of power to uh, the New York um, uh, Manhattan uh prosecutor to try to prosecute Trump based on something to do with his taxes, and they're still trying to file civil lawsuits against President Trump, even though he's found not guilty by the Senate, which they won't win here either. They're always going to lose, ladies and gentlemen. But Eric Fartwell is now trying to uh, sue President Trump over what? What kind, of, what kind of damage happened to you, Eric Fartwell? Huh? Huh? Did you fart a little bit too much and poop your pants? Is that what happened to you? What happened to you to where you think that you can go sue President Trump who was found not guilty and who was clearly not guilty? Actually, the people who are more guilty were the people who were shooting rubber bullets and smoke grenades into a, into a crowd that was peacefully protesting and then letting them in. I mean, you could say that. Maybe you should sue the Capitol City Police. Maybe you should sue Mayor Bowser. Maybe you should sue Nancy Pelosi for not calling on the National Guard a little bit sooner when it was offered to her. But to sue President Trump is just, it's, this is just another reach at straws, ladies and gentlemen. But to have some scumbag, um, uh, uh, what, do you, what are they called that are hired to, to serve you, servers or whatever, to hire some guy to wait and fly down the driveway, then walk into, unlawfully enter the home. Before she gets into the, she pulls into the garage, before she can get into the house, he runs into the garage and serves, serves her with a phone in her face. That's illegal. And now Eric Fartwell has got people out there literally harassing and, and, and illegally entering people's homes. Amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. Suing President Trump for soiling his pants because he got scared. Hiding behind the door with AOC. Glad that they had Nancy Pelosi with them because she's a street fighter and she was... <laughs> oh my, Lanta! All right, anyway, one more piece of uh, one more piece of trash to talk about Chris Wallace. We talked about Chris Wallace yesterday. Okay, ever since President Trump has came into office, he's not only exposed the swamp, but he's exposed these fake... All I can say is it's totally fake news. Just fake. It's you are fake news. Honestly... It's fake news. It's fake. He, he's exposed all the fake news. Okay? Chris Wallace has shown his true colors more in the last three years than he's ever done in his entire lifetime. Okay? He continues to show that he is a Democrat swamp donkey operative posing as a Republican for decades. That's worse than a rhino. This is actually a Democrat pretending he's a Republican for decades just so that he can be, you know, on their side where they need him. Now I'm going to show you Exactly what I'm talking about. This is Chris Wallace grilling Joe Manchin for not voting with Democrats to end the filibuster. This is something that you would expect to see from Chris Cuomo or Don Lemon. You would not expect to see this on Fox from Chris Wallace, even though he is such a swamp donkey Democrat. But, again, President Trump has made these TDSs real, folks. Trump derangement syndrome is 100% real. And you're about to see and hear it right now. Chris Wallace grilling Joe Manchin to vote with Democrats against Republicans. Here we go. I'm going to ask you again. You said that you oppose scrapping the filibuster. The question I have is whether or not, and you say you hope that that'll bring the parties together. The question I have is whether or not 
you're doing it exactly the wrong way. And, and, and hear me out on this. If you were to keep the idea that maybe you would vote to kill the filibuster, wouldn't that give Republicans an incentive to actually negotiate because old Joe Manchin's out there and who knows what he's going to do by taking it off the table. Haven't you empowered Republicans to be obstructionists? I don't think so, because we have seven brave Republicans that continue to vote for what they know is right and the facts as they see them, not worrying about the political consequences. I believe there's a lot more of my Republican colleagues and friends that feel the same way. I'm just hoping they are able to, to rise to the occasion to, to defend our country and support our country and make sure that we have a democracy for this republic of all the people. I'm, I'm just very hopeful that I see good signs. We're doing, well, Chris, more things than ever before. Give us some time. Listen to this. I know everyone's putting deadlines. Well, got to be done by this. Listen this to Chris. But, but let me ask you the final question, sir. I mean, let's just take the nine... Uh, the, the, the idea of creating a 9-11 commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Uh, Republicans blocked that. Uh, Senator McConnell, the head of the Republicans in the Senate, says that he's 100 percent focused on blocking the Biden agenda. Uh, question, aren't you being naive about this continuing talk about bipartisan cooperation? I'm not being naive. I think he's 100% wrong in trying to block all the good things that we're trying to do for America. We're a lot better if we have participation. And we're getting participation. But when it comes time to final vote, um, and I disagree. So it goes on like this for a little bit while longer. But the long story to the short, long, uh, the short version of what just happened is Chris Wallace is trying to push Joe Manchin into siding and voting with the Democrats to end the filibuster so that they can pass and push H.R. 1 because Chris Wallace would love nothing more than the um, the election of this country to be federalized. He would like that nothing more. That is how much of a swamp donkey that Chris Wallace actually is. And President Trump is right. Why Fox News continues to hold him on their station should let you all should let you all know exactly what you need to know about Fox News. I would literally, unless you're watching Hannity, um, Tucker, maybe a couple others, I would never ever give them uh, the the opportunity to be on your TV. Switch to other things like Real America's Voice or OAN. Switch to those two. Those two are giving you what you really need. You know what I mean? So that guy just like I said, he, they continue. And they continue to show their true colors with their hate for President Donald J. Trump. Okay? Well, folks, that is going to do it for today's 11 a.m. Live from America. I want to say thank you very much for watching. I want to say thank you very much for giving me your time in the day. I know your time is precious. And uh, just remember to always go to JeremyHerald.com for merchandise that helps the show grow. By the way, I've reached out to the Sutton Family Farm again. I left them another message. I still have not gotten a call back from the Sutton Family Farm, which is the donation, the farm that we chose to donate to. I will keep you up on uh, up on the the update of when they get a hold of me because we have seven hundred and fifty dollars for them, and that's all raised by merchandise that you guys bought from the uh, from the store online and from people kicking in, which is just great. Also, sign up for the newsletter, listen to the podcast if you can't watch the show. And ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out free music there. Okay, and become a monthly donor if you can. Until 5 o'clock tonight, I will tell you, there are right ways. And there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you, and I will see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. 
from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire for more Live from America. Have a good one, folks. See you later.